Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. This is the Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy, the podcast where we are telling the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney, mother of two, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my canna sister, realtor, cancer survivor, and mom, Amy Searles. Hey, Aim. Oh, hello there. We're on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. So before I introduce today's guest, we can do a little check-in. You'll notice I sound a little bit different. We're all recording from home. We're all getting used to what's going on. So um, how is everybody right now? Kathy, Amy, Dave? You know, I'm doing all right. It's, it's, uh, I keep thinking about how, and well, I'm sure we'll get into this. A few years ago, I had a big health crisis, and I was stuck at home on the couch for months. So mm-hmm. I sort of feel like I've already been in training for this. Oh, and good. Back when that happened, I couldn't move, so I couldn't do yoga. Oh. I couldn't go for walks. This is, uh, you know, from a personal perspective, less arduous. Now, certainly from a collective perspective, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of pain and suffering, which I totally get. But at least I mean, there's a part of me that's just grateful that I can move. So, le- so later in the show, you can give us some great tips. Okay, yeah. Dave, how you doing over there? Yeah, have podcast <laughs> equipment, we'll travel, um, recording <laughs> remotely from my home studio, but it all works. This is the time for podcasting. They, they have to keep hearing from the, the Canon Moms, all your fans out there. All our fans. And Aim, what's going over there in Austin? <laughs> well, I'm in my basement. I have my son's gaming headset on. 
I look ridiculous. Get a picture of us. <laughs> I know. We, I'll definitely you, take a picture. <laughs> you look kind of badass, actually. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. The badass that. can of moms. Okay, so we're all here. We're all good. We're all together like the Partridge family or Brady Bunch or Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch, right? All right. Yes. Yes, so welcome, yes. welcome, welcome. Okay, so today's guest, let's get right into it. Just mm-hmm. regular old Can Mom show. Today's <laughs> guest, she joins us from her small town in Vermont and is ready to share her personal cannabis story of pain and healing, but also to promote um, an upcoming event, Women in Cannabis. I don't know what's happening with it now. We have to get an update since it's been a while. And we're going to talk about that, which is supposed to happen on April 11th. She has a very colorful background in the theater and environmental activism and has the rat and had the radical idea that a sex strike could stop climate change and toured her one woman show explaining that radical idea, which we should talk about later. And she is never one to shy away from a daunting challenge from climate change to cannabis legalization. So today's guest is here to talk about her work with Hedy Vermont, a community and digital platform dedicated to growing cannabis culture and policy reform, and why working in this happy, hopeful, and restorative business is well-suited for skills in communicating about controversial topics in a non-controversial way, which we all need now. So we are looking forward to talking health, healing, cannabis policy, women empowered in cannabis, and music next with my guest, Kathy Bloom of Hedy Vermont of the Women in Cannabis Summit. Welcome, Kathy, to the Cannamom Show. Well, thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. We're so glad you could finally join us. So um, let's see. We have, you know, we've talked to a lot of women. You had your own personal health story. Let's talk about how you got to this point and um, where you are now in Vermont. Wow. Well, in terms of working for Hetty, uh, I had been doing a lot of theater and climate activism. And then uh, I was, I had been running a community climate and sustainability game that okay. was designed to get people like to gaming. take action. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It was an online real world game designed to get people to take action on climate change, both in their com- at home and in their communities or their schools or their businesses. And that had been rolling for about four years when my appendix exploded in 2016. That was your illness, right? That was the illness. And I ended up in the hospital with sepsis, almost died. Oh, it was very dramatic. And, right. That's and horrible. They, it was, well, you know, the funny part was that I... The last thing I remember is the moment when I felt something pop in my abdomen and I thought, huh, maybe I should go to the hospital because I'd been in pain, but I just thought I was having lady of a certain age cramps. Right. And uh, what we could put up with, you know, that's yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so much. So I, apparently we went to, the, my husband and I went to the hospital and they thought it was going to be a uh, 45 minute laparoscopic appendectomy. I remember none of this. Apparently, oh. once your appendix, appendix explodes, it floods your system with so many toxins that your liver gets overloaded and it stops sending glucose to your brain and you stop laying down memories. So I actually wow. have a lot of <laughs> related um, memory loss. Hmm. So the next thing I remember is waking up several days later in the hospital. Oh, that must have been frightening. They'd done the giant operation after I'd been intubated in the ICU, all that kind of stuff. But by the time I woke up, they knew I was going to survive. So I missed all the dramatic stuff. And uh, it's although I have a great deal of compassion for the COVID-19 patients who have to go to the hospital, who are being intubated, who are on respirators, I don't remember being intubated, but my 
in- intellectually, but my body does. And oh. it's a thing that my body, I find, is incredibly resistant to. So when I contemplate my own health right now, I can feel part of my desire to stay healthy is, a, is my, my, my body's desire not to repeat that extreme experience. That's amazing. So, what, so let's talk about, so after this, how did you, we talked about this a little bit before we got on the show, that you, know, yeah. you had to sit and you had to heal. And how did that work with your relationship with cannabis and how did that sort of transition you? You know, I've been a casual pot smoker my whole life since I was, in, you know, when I was 16, my boyfriend introduced me to sex, drugs, and rock and roll all in the Woo-hoo! same summer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> One of your best oh, memories, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were free to envy my 16-year-old self because I still uh-huh. do. Uh, but I, I had not I think rival been, that. No. <laughs> you know, it had not been a dominant part of my life is just, you know, I grow in my backyard and I share with friends and it's a, a fun thing and I don't drink. So cannabis has always been my, my recreational substance of choice. Um, but when I, you know, coming out of the hospital, they had slit me wide open to clean out my abdominal cavity and that healing from that operation and from the sepsis was an enormous job and mostly involved sitting around and waiting for tissues to recongeal. And uh, I was in a lot of pain. Uh, they let me out of the hospital on opioid pain meds, did not tell me what they were. Of they course. didn't tell me how to manage them. So I ended up spending two weeks in withdrawal trying to get off them. Uh, and really cannabis was the only thing that helped with the pain management. And it was the only thing that helped me stay content while I just sat there on the couch and waited and waited and waited for and how to, and to, was it something that you understood um, just because of your own body connecting to your body? Was it something that people have been talking to you about? How did you kind of get to this point? Because there's so much shame connected with this. I often find people, they want to use it. They think it's working. They don't tell anybody because they're afraid. And then they think it's a problem, even though their own body is saying it works. So right. how did right. that work for you? I've never had any cannabis shame whatsoever. Okay. I oh, know. Okay. You know, oh, I started nice. young and uh, I've, I've grown and I've always been a little bit of a scofflaw. So like the fact that it's illegal was never an issue for me. Uh, <laughs> and I, I come from a family of activists. So the notion that if you're breaking the law and it's a bad law, it's not such a bad thing to do. Now you want not want to get caught all those things, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the notion of, of not, I'm, you know, I'm not someone to adhere to the rules just because they're the rules. So, you're uh, talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. With that. And, and, not- and, and Dave and I are attorneys, so we're like, oh, yeah. There you go, right? <laughs> a job, well, there, there, there are a number of jobs that I could never have, and being an attorney would be definitely one of them. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like if you believe in something, it's your job to stand up for it. And this is a little bit off topic, but, you know, as we've seen a swing in the other direction around legal abortion. I have no problem sharing my experience having had two abortions as well, because I feel like it's, you know, it's part of my story and it's part of my own health and part of my own choices. And, uh, and I, so I feel the same way about cannabis. It's it's been nothing but a positive experience in my life. So for you, it's a health issue. So I know that then you got connected to Hedy Vermont. You were doing photography, you were doing weddings, you were, how was yeah, okay, so I got connected so, to Hedy So Vermont. that was, so I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get the timeline. So 2016 right, right, right. for her, 2000, okay. Okay, oh, so. And what's the status of Vermont? It's legal? 
it, to we, grow? In Vermont, we've legalized for personal use, so you can grow it in your backyard. We, right. have a we have a medical cannabis program. We're in the middle of trying to get a tax and regulate bill passed, mm -hmm. which I think might be uh, postponed because of what's happening with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been sitting on the couch for about a year and a half, healing, waiting for something to, uh, you know, to come along. And I, you know, I got to the point where I thought, all right, I got to get back to work. I'm not going to start up my old business running the game because it's too much. And uh, I, about that point, I heard about Hedy Vermont. They'd just gotten started, and they were planning a hemp CBD farmer's market for, uh, for the holidays, and they were looking for and, volunteers. And, and what is Hedy Vermont? Hedy Vermont, Vermont is a cannabis media and events company that was founded by two people, Monica Donovan and Eli Harrington. Mm -hmm. uh, Eli has since left the company, but it's still run by Monica, and they were trying to help move legalization forward. They were trying to help with the process of normalizing cannabis use. They had mm -hmm. a website with a lot of original content and they were, they were doing events. And one of their events was a sort of a hemp CBD farmer's market for the holidays. They were looking for volunteers. Okay. And I thought, oh, I could volunteer. That'd be a great way to meet people. Cause I'd been thinking in getting back to work, what would I do? Uh, I thought if it involved yoga and cannabis and things that were restorative and regenerative and hopeful, that would be lovely. Uh, you know, after years in the climate movement, staring into the abyss, my system was feeling like it needed a little bit less rigor. And but that's, thought, a good, that's a good transition. I mean, I, I yeah. always said my natural habitat, but, you know, and I was looking for something to do and I was transitioning into a new line of work. Cannabis is open to so many different people. I think that's something that we have to clarify that and I say it on every show, it, anything in the world that exists, cannabis exists at the same level. So if you're an accountant and you think this is something you're interested in, look into cannabis. If you're a yoga yeah. teacher and you like putting together herbal teas and feeling groovy, this is for you too. But you know, the idea totally. that this is just for a certain type of person, that has to be dismissed. So, I mean, you're framing That's it right. in health and wellness, which is what we always talk about. But again, this is bigger than health and wellness. This is totally, and oh, it's, it's, a it's health and wellness for us, for the heat, for the planet you know, on so many levels. So, okay. So you're with Hedy, Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was going to, I was about to apply and volunteer to work at this uh, farmer's market. And then I saw they had a notice. They were looking for someone to help them organize events and create website content. And I thought, well, that would be like falling off a log for me. So I shot them my resume and cover letter and uh, immediately got a call, went in for the interview and discovered that I knew Monica because in our other lives, Monica is a wedding photographer and I work as a wedding officiant. So we oh, had that's done. Funny. Weddings that's the wedding together. connection. That's yeah, the wedding connection. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, perfect. and it was, so it ended up being the best job interview ever. I walked in, oh, hi, I know you, hug, <laughs> chat. And then she texts Eli. Eli comes in, we chat some more. Then they're about to shoot a video, which I art direct for them because they need a little help with that. And then they handed me a vape. <laughs> And that was the job interview. And I thought, oh, my uh, God, even if I don't get this job, this is the best job interview ever. Totally. So <laughs> they handed you a vape at the art. So I just love I, it. Just the normalization. I mean, this is what we're hoping right. for. That yeah. Is, exactly. Yeah. So I got the job. And I, you know, I started out just doing whatever they needed me to do, whether it's sweep the floor or write stuff for the website or help them organize volunteers for events. And uh I, December was my two-year anniversary with Hetty, and I am now uh, communications director and helping organize our uh, Women in Cannabis Summit. And I have learned so much because I really wasn't aware of the history of cannabis. I didn't well, who, who know. Was? 
Right, right. I really, like, I just didn't get it. And so, and I certainly, as a backyard grower, I'm not all that geeky about it. So I just, like, stick it in the ground. I try to treat it well, but I ha- I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a bud connoisseur the way some folks are. So I've learned so much about the, the wealth and depth of information that the growers have. And I've learned so much about the social justice component, the history and, and how, how this really cannabis prohibition is fundamentally a racist issue. And that the war on drugs and all of the people, you know, the, 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 communities of color that have been decimated because of this um, really helps, you know, propel me forward in doing this work because yes, I love weed and I love smoking a bowl at night and that's lovely, but it's the, bigger than that. The right. larger, the larger health and social justice issues are enormous. And there are things that I just didn't know, like since the mid 1800s, at least, there have been a good half dozen, if not more, studies commissioned by whatever government was prevailing at the time. I have, my, find- I, I have them on my wall behind me. I have a list exactly. of them. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. so, I can give you a tour of my cannabis room after. <laughs> you know, is or is cannabis, is cannabis good for you or not? And the study always comes back, yes, it is. Exactly. And, Let, the the reports, all the and then the government yeah, exactly. summarily ignores it. And so I think the most important part for your listeners and for me and for everyone who's engaging with this stuff is understanding that this is a profoundly beneficial plant. And the fear is, is, is generated artificially by exactly. people who are right. trying to maintain power and control over certain populations. So let's, let's yeah, so no, I, I, we, I talk about this all the time. This is my, yeah, okay. this is my mantra, <laughs> but let's, awesome. let's talk about like Hedy Vermont. Let's, yeah, you know, yeah. I, so I got connected with you cause I know you were going to, you were organizing the women, um, event women in, cannabis summit. Cannabis yeah. in Vermont. And I actually reached out to every woman who was on your list on my <laughs> LinkedIn because you had awesome. such a good roster of people. Um, and I was, the play was to go up there. So can you talk to us what is going on with that now or maybe how the origins of it and then how, what's going on with it now and really the importance because this is our topic of women in the industry and what the impact we're having across it from well, your perspective? It all got started because we did a screening of Wendy Borman's film, Puffer, Puffer Jets, Women of Weed, and we just thought it was okay. fantastic. And we thought women in cannabis definitely need elevation because as much as... Uh, we were learning that there was a higher percentage of women leaders in the cannabis industry than there were in other industries. That number is going down. And we felt like women need elevating. And as Hedy Vermont has transformed over the last couple of years, we're in all, we're all a bunch of women now. And uh, we recognize that women bring a particular flavor to the table. And we tend to be not always, of course, but fundamentally a little bit more collaborative, a little bit more generous in supporting each other. And there's a recognition, I think, particularly over the last few years of how much women need to elevate each other and their voices for so many reasons. So we, um, we launched the notion of this Women in Cannabis Summit. We actually postponed it for a year because we weren't ready to do it at the time. Uh, that we initially conceived of it. We really wanted to make sure that we had our infrastructure down and our, and, and our organizational capacity. So it's scheduled for uh, Saturday, April 11th. Now the bummer is that we were going to do it at this venue in Burlington, which is a beautiful lead certified building on the waterfront that was built and run by women. Uh, and it was a really perfect venue. And, what's, and, it, what's it, Kathy? What's the name of the place you're going to hold it? It's called Main Street Landing Performing Arts Center. 
and why, really and what yeah. what why are they one of the sites that want is happy to have this kind of event well, you know? because they're incredibly supportive of anything that women are doing, anything that's related to social justice, anything related to the arts. They've got a beautiful film house in there. They've got a gorgeous black box theater. And uh, the woman who uh, built and runs Main Street Landing Company, a woman named Melinda Moulton, is an incredible social justice champion. So it seemed like an ideal location. And I mean, the cool part, too, is that downstairs and in the building is a locally owned restaurant called Skinny Pancake. They make crepes. I love and, the Skinny Pancake. That's oh, they're fantastic. Place. Yeah, and, every time I go to Vermont, to Burlington, my, my uh, husband's from there and his whole family's okay. from there. I got married on the waterfront in the boathouse. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I have performed weddings in the boathouse. <laughs> it's and, so nice. Yeah. yeah I was at the wedding on the boathouse. Yeah, that's right. Hey, right. Dave, have you been there? Have you been to the boathouse? <laughs> Oh, I love the skinny pancakes so much. You know, yeah. they have one in Queechy now. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, back to the heading yeah. from Vermont. Oh, sorry. Okay. Back to heading <laughs> Vermont. And the airport. It's when, we leave it, when we leave, right. I'll oh, go home. Well, I'll meet well, you there when yeah. we, we so, get out of the house again. We were really, we were so excited to be doing this and we were working yeah. with a lot of local hotels and other vendors and we were, it was going to be a blast. But the minute that the coronavirus crisis started popping up, it became pretty clear that right. we were gonna need to either cancel, postpone, or move the summit online. And right. Hedy is a very small little company and we couldn't afford to cancel or postpone, so we decided to move the summit online. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, has, uh, it's unfortunate, but it has certain benefits, which is that- So how does this look now? So the plan is it's April 11th, right? April 11th, it's the same schedule. So it's, it's the same-, it's same same roster of people? Same okay. roster of people. Right. Um, you know, so far, we, we haven't heard of any cancellations. We Im imagine we're going to have to stay nimble about that as one has to sure. stay nimble. Can you just give us a quick list, like a rundown of like where these women are working and who they're coming from and what they're going to be talking about? Just, you know, a couple of highlights for people who well, don't yeah, know Well, yeah, sure, is. absolutely. Like, for example, we... Um, one of our early sessions is a politics advocacy and legislative change session with uh, a woman named Laura Subin. She's local. She runs the Vermont Coalition to Regulate Marijuana. And she's uh, a, so a social justice lo lawyer warrior, just like <laughs> you. Uh, and she's been instrumental in helping craft the, a lot of the legalization legislation for the tax and regulate system. We've got uh, Sarah Copeland Hansis, who is a Vermont legislator, who has been one of the prime movers in getting the tax and regulate bill together. Uh, a woman named Linda Noel from Massachusetts, who is a farmer, but who's been very active and normal. She's a big, she's a big advocate. We have a facilita facilitated conversation on cannabis and parenting with mm -hmm. uh, two cannabis nurses, Jesse Lynn Dolan and Dion Haliger. We've got a yeah. We've got a licensing application workshop with a woman who named Nicola Batten, who's worked in Colorado, helping lots of businesses get licensed. We have workshops on, uh, we have one that's one of my favorites. It's called Beyond Green, Circular Economies, Restorative Practices, and inter Intergenerational Justice with a number of growers and, and people who are very conscious of the fact that uh, you can't just stop doing bad things like to do things that are environmentally friendly isn't enough anymore you need to be restorative and you need to be restorative over the long term because we can't be using uh, intergenerational justice has to do with not using up our resources now and leaving things for future generations and right. um, at this moment in time you know i think about the transformation that cannabis can make in our economy and 
for all the chaos that we're living through, it's going to speed this process up on the end of cannabis because this is a, this is an American product now, you know, yeah. that can and transform communities in ways that, you know, I think a lot of people were blind to before. But now I, there has to be an opening up, a much quicker opening up of how people can see this product. So that's so, yeah, because we've been to business events, but this, right. and we've been to women's events, but this yeah. seems to be a combination of sort of the policy, the products, the everything, and just proving right. that women can, just because you have a vagina does not mean you can't be a cannabis and run a business. So right. this is like, thank you. And, and, and I should say that the summit was open to everybody. You know, I would say off the rack women, bespoke women, anyone who's female identified and men could come to. In fact, we had a couple of guys who were volunteering. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, what, you were, what you were just saying around um, recognizing the value of cannabis. Look at the number of states right now that have declared their dispensaries essential businesses. I and know. I, yeah. that was, and I have a, my friend who did my business plan who is not a cannabis enthusiast but was curious about this, you know. And then when she saw that alcohol stores are open and recreational dispensaries weren't, she was literally the first person to reach out to me. She's like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think there's, yeah, (laughs) you know, and I I think back to my time healing on the couch, cannabis is what helped keep me content. And what helped me learn how little I could live with, you know, there I was on the couch and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd smoke a bowl and I'd watch Netflix. And then I'd have a little bit of lunch and I'd smoke a bowl and I'd watch Netflix. Simplify. It's simplify. Simplify, right. Yeah, but fundamentally, I, I have a funny little personal cosmology that I've developed growing cannabis in my backyard. Go for and it. That's, to us. <laughs> there's a certain Western patriarchal religious sensibility that honors the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I feel like in my more matriarchal, plant-centric, planet-centric cosmology, we have Mama Earth. Mm-hmm. We have cannabis who's sort of like the daughter and then we have the the positive effect of cannabis which is sort of our holy ghost and it i i rarely engage with this plant where i don't learn something where it doesn't help me gain perspective where it doesn't tap me into my higher self if i'm chewing on questions about what to do with my life and i uh consume with intent it generally helps me find my answers and that's true that's That's something that i think i think um intent and setting i think caitlin moakley had said something to me once about that Mm -hmm. it's not and again this kind of goes back to that idea that for so long women or people were using this in a very um underground way so they would be in like a room like with their joint like probably pretty tense like (laughs) like, nobody can see me (laughs) but the, the, the way to get the most positive impact is to be in a setting where you're comfortable setting that's right um, an intent of what you're trying to quiet yourself down because I think that's what people are using it for now. I mean, just oh, to, totally. the, the idea oh that you could God. be alone. We're not used to being alone. We're not used to having to entertain ourselves. We're not used to any of these things, but we're people. Humans have always lived like this. So we, sh- we have, and I always say, I know, have, I have no mind body connection. And this <laughs> product, okay. I took the bar. I was six months pregnant. I, I oh just, I can't God. even like explain to you, <laughs> but this has helped me kind of be that person where I can sit with myself. And, and I and I'm you know I, I know I'm not alone, so I know how positive this could be. If it's working for me, it can work for anyone. So that is correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know it depends on the strain because I've actually had to switch strains because I find that the sativas are causing me more anxiety right mm. now, mm-hmm. and I'm switching 
to uh, hybrids and more uh, indica-leaning hybrids, and that's helping my body relax, and yeah. then therefore it's going to help my mind relax because. Yeah, I'm getting all these physical symptoms now because of the stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I wake up with dread, you mm -hmm. know, and that's a horrible place to be. And uh, it's affecting everything. So, yeah, yeah. cannabis but get, is but helping. Get, the, then the idea yeah. that this is very personalized, you know, right, the message right. isn't that everyone smokes and sits on the couch and eats Cheetos, you know. No. Oreos. <laughs> no. Oreos, and that, and that the expansiveness Oreos. of, like, understanding how this works with our body is a whole medical industry. And obviously our medical systems are having extraordinary um, – have an extraordinary overhaul, underhaul. I don't know what's going to happen after this, mm, but yeah. this has to be something that's considered. And we always talk to people about how they medicate themselves and how the medical profession is really quite far behind on this oh. for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. And again, it could be something that accelerates it. I mean, we're graduating medical students right into the, you know, we're, we're accelerating everything. We're taking nurses and leveling them up. We're taking everybody and giving right. them the next level up like that because this is a natural emergency. This Yes. This is something that could work, I think. I mean. I, I agree. Um, all right. So yeah. let's, let's go back to, so right, we, <laughs> we got about five more, we have five more minutes. Let's talk about more about the women's conference, what you hope to achieve, um, what you've been hearing from people. Are you hearing from people across the country, across the world? Where are these, you know. We haven't been hearing from people around the world, but certainly across the country. And we, you know, I think one of the things that we're learning is that uh, everybody's, in lockdown in many, many, many ways. And so financially in particular, because so many businesses are suffering. So one of the things that we're going to do is drop it. We've dropped the ticket price already. I think we're going to drop it again because at this point, maximizing right. participation and giving right. people access to each other. And the, the nice thing is the platform. So we're streaming this live on our, on the website for the summit, which is womenincannabis.com. Vermont.com and, Vermont and all, I, I, all this information will be in our show. Notes. Oh yeah, I yeah. can't wait. So yeah. it'll, be, but the 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 back end platform that we're using for this is going to still allow us to have three different sessions going at once with multiple people on the panels, and it'll allow us to have chat rooms where people can go and talk to each other about various issues. And one of the things that we're going to try to do is staff those chat rooms with uh, therapists because we feel like this is a really intense time for everybody. Really and, you, and I know from being a climate activist, you never know when you're gonna have your holy fucking shit moment. You never <laughs> know when the ice water is gonna run through your veins and you're gonna realize how serious the extent of the problem is. And yes. in those I've, I've, moments, had, I've had a few moments at night. Oh, yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my I husband, know. And my husband I like, know. couldn't sleep after I freaked out, but then I went to sleep because I had, I had unloaded on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in those moments, you really got to talk to somebody. And so I agree. we're trying to recruit some therapists to help out with that. Oh, that's and we're so great. also going to try to pull in some additional programming around uh, how businesses weather crises and um, long-term resilience, because that's fundamentally the issue here. What we're dealing with is not a pandemic for pandemic's sake. This is a consequence of the climate crisis. And it's a giant epic pause. Mm -hmm. for, it's like the planet's giving us a timeout and saying, all right, mm -hmm. you're going to get one more totally. chance here to get it right. That's and what I so feel like, too. That's funny. I know. You better they, they're saying dolphins are going into the canal now and, you know, waters are clearer. Air is clearer because of this. Will this, will we be able to keep this going? Well, know. and certainly it's a recognition of the value of the federal government. Sometimes you do mm. need centralized oh, situation. Oh my God! I can't even. 
<laughs> it's a recognition of the need for universal health care, you know, and, you know, cannabis being a part of that, too. And so uh, this is yes. this and and a rethinking of how we run our fundamental economic systems, exactly. because humanity has always had marketplaces. We've always had exchange of goods and services, but we have ramped things up to an unsustainable level. And unfortunately, it given we're sort of like mules, it takes a giant two by four upside the head to get us to stop and pay attention. And that happens on an individual level. Like I wouldn't have stopped unless my appendix exploded, but on a collective right. level, oh. it's only only this kind of giant crisis that forces, it's going to force us to rethink how to Absolutely. do Absolutely. Everything. It's that, yeah. I mean, I mean, I got fired from my law job. Like you think I would have left law and like, right. I think I'm like, I can't, the, the maternal voice of cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. exactly. But I was a terrible divorce attorney and the, the, the universe is oh. telling me to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think so, those of us, those of us who are here and those of us who are conscious and intentional about the work that we're doing, we are doing this in service on behalf of the rest of the world. We're caregivers. Uh, That's kind of the point of this. We are One way or another. Yeah. All right. On that a happy, happy note, we're going to come back and talk to Kathy in a minute. We're just going to do a quick break about our hopeful campaign. Uh, and we'll be back on the other side. Hey, AIM. Guess what? We have something big coming up. I know this is very exciting and I can't wait because it's something that it's hopeful. It's happy and it's exciting, right? Absolutely. Okay, kids, everyone who's listening, we are starting a new campaign here at the Canna Mom Show. This is a campaign for attention because there are so many great stories out there. We want you to hear them all. And this is what we're doing to help have them heard. Mm -hmm. Because do you believe that cannabis has the potential to transform the world and our love, justice, goodness, and hope, the words that warm your heart? then you are going to love our campaign, A Bong for Mom. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> for the next six weeks, Amy and I and all of our friends, all of our Canna Mom show ambassadors, will be focused on educating and entertaining people about cannabis by building our audience and getting their stories out into the world. Here's how they're helping and how you can help, too. The Canna Mom show is creating a home for all the stories that need to be told because that is what moms do. And our founding guest and friend of the show, we're going to help us find more people to hear their stories, and they're going to help more people know us, too. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're doing, Aim. Do you know what we're doing? I think I know what we're doing. Okay, what's today? What's today? <laughs> today is March 19th, and the it significance is it's... It is my mother's 85th birthday. That's great. And my mother's now in lockdown, but we are going to mm. go buy our ice cream later, but we are launching this A Bong <laughs> From Mom campaign, hashtag A Bong From Mom. Or bong for mom. Yep. Got that? Both. Both. <laughs> and our goal is going to reach 5,000 listeners for the Canna Mom Show by May 10th, which is Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yay. <laughs> and doesn't mom need a bong for mom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the way this is going to work is over the next six weeks, you're going to be hearing a lot from us. Our mm -hmm. ambassadors are going to be pushing out their show on their Stilson networks. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make it a little bit of a competition. Mm -hmm. So the show that gets the most downloads are going to get a gift on my birthday, mm -hmm. May 11th. The Canna Mom Show with the most episodes, downloads, will get a gift from me, the bong quilt. And this is something to be seen when it took her she was like a maniac with the quilting <laughs> i was she, very stressed she was stressed <laughs> and she put all of her energy into creating and what better thing to create than a, a quilt with a beautiful black velvet bong on it it's pretty it's gorgeous. gorgeous so you can see it <laughs> it's really have, nice up on our facebook it's page it's up on my linkedin it's she's amazing my LinkedIn, uh, picture so <laughs> from our podcast po 
perch, we can see that the wide and far of this industry, and we understand that the transformations are to come. Yes. And Amy and I, well, we love talking about cannabis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we like meeting all the hardworking women in this business. And we love that this is an emerging industry, and we believe all those stories need to be heard. Totally. So, starting today, March 19th. Yes. Um, with this episode that we are releasing today about Get to Know Your Host, we are going to be talking about the bong quilt, get to know all the shows, and it's going to be great. And I hope that you will join us because, you know, when all of this crazy is over, cannabis is still going to be there. That's right. It'll be there for you. It'll be there for you. So thank totally. you. And remember to focus <laughs> on the Cannon Mom Show and follow the hashtag. A bong for mom. And bong for mom. Bong. Bong. <laughs> Hey, Kath. All right. So, Hedy Vermont, we're good with that. But let's go back to what you really love, music. Can you actually show us your room? Not that there's going to be an audio, a video, oh, but yeah, look at sure. all the stuff in your I room. Can. So, what you're going to I hear that is... you are a songwriter, recorder. Ooh, you're going to do your yes, first album. Yeah. yeah. Let's see all this. There's instruments. There's oh. stuff. There's what's songs. Your, what's your, there's my Kathy, what's your, part of my room. Kathy, what's your instrument of choice? Oh, gosh. Well, it depends on what, what I'm doing. Because I do... Okay. I, uh, when I'm doing singer-songwriter stuff, guitar, but when I play, I play in a band and I play... Oh, what's, mandol- the name, what, what's the name of your band? It's the Julie Wynn Band. It's a, she's a local singer-songwriter. And when I'm with her, what I tend to play is my solid, hard-body mandolin. <gasps> oh, can you do a little... Play a little... Play a little chord. They're, they're, they're kind of known as a mandocaster. It's not tuned up, I'm quite sure. All right, so I, I used to be... Um, I was the... Um, a I was a general man. I was a band manager for my son's band, the Angry Toddler. So, oh, nice. I'm, I have had many. I've had so many careers. People. The Angry Toddler. I can't. I know that name. So I'm all. I'm a rock mom. I understand the beauty, and I know the the um the healing creative process. I mean, that's a great way to spend your time up there in Vermont. So for sure. What do you, for, what do you think? Sure. Like, what's what's your perfect way to play your music and educate about pod? Or do you have like a? a I don't have a pod song. I actually no pod song. You should just, write one. I did just write a pandemic song, though. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, I did. I did. Are you ready for a performance? Or yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I'll play, I'll play it for you later. But um, okay. <laughs> you can use it. You can use it in the music bed of your podcast if you want to. I'm happy to do that. Ooh, that'd um, be perfect. <laughs> but you know, I I spent the bulk of my adult life pursuing theater, and uh, I got to. A, it, when I was sitting on the couch healing for months and months and months, I started thinking, what do I miss from my life? And one of the things that I missed was music because I had grown up playing a lot of music. I played violin for forever in my Uh childhood and guitar, and I'd sung in a lot of different groups. And I I had set it aside. And it was constantly calling to me, kind of, but I'd stuck it under the the cupboard under the stairs like Harry Potter as a child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this has been a kind of a revival of this lost, side of myself. Uh, Unfortunately, I was supposed to be recording my first album in June, and I have a funny feeling it's going to be postponed because of everything that's going on. But it's been a great time to uh, reclaim a side of myself. And I will say, when I play, I've been in theater my entire life. I've done tons of public speaking, no stage fright at all. With music, playing music, oh my God, I've had stage fright like you wouldn't believe. But a lovely 50-50 THC CBD blend 
Yes. Does wonders. The last concert, I, solo concert I played in December, I, I had this great 50-50, and it made me one with the universe and one with the audience, and I had a much better time. Oh, that's have beautiful. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the importance of music, cannabis, everything that's going on. All right, so thank totally. you, Kathy. I hopefully, maybe you can sing us out when we're at the end of the show. I'd All be right. happy to. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so, Aim, what is yes. your favorite thing this week? Except okay. you can't leave the house. What are you doing? Oh, my. Well, I walk the dog for hours a day. Like, I'm literally out of the house okay trying to get ten thousand steps i can't go to the gym whatever yeah and it's okay a way for me to be anyway favorite so thing. Favorite my thing. favorite thing is since we can't uh pass joints to each other i've been looking at alternatives uh to say you know how could i share a joint with someone and not pass the germs and i think this is a great idea it's from canna style and it's uh shop and it's a beautiful joint holder it's um has what color, what color is it it's uh, silver. It's stainless okay. steel dipped in white gold with CZ crystals. Ooh, it's on pretty. a 22-inch chain, so I could wear it and always have it with me. It looks like a really pretty piece of jewelry. And I stick my little pre-roll in there, take a little puff, and then I could take out the joint if I want and pass it to someone. I don't know if that's really sanitary, but <laughs> it, I don't know if it is. I don't know if the CDC would like agree but, with but, this. But it's still pretty. Like so it. It's very it's, pretty, and I love it. So that's that's a great favorite thing. So I got so one, one, one of my cannabis one of my cannabis moms on the um one of my cannabis moms on the she Instagram is. was um she was walking with her three year old or four year old and she saw a couple of teenagers smoking and in her cannabis mom wisdom she didn't but she posted this she wanted to yell out I hope you each have your own there is no <laughs> sharing <laughs> yeah, exactly you know I have alcohol wipes. <laughs> of bringing those with me when I'm around. I don't know if the alcohol will help. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So well, say, the say, say the name of the company again. Bring, say the name of the company again for your jewelry. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Canna Style. I think they're they're on Instagram as Canna Style. And if you go to their website, it's Shop Canna Style. And I'll put it in the notes and stuff. And Perfect. Bring with a photo. And everything. All right. So, Kathy, what were you about to say? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I have been I have been reading. Folks are encouraging people not to smoke while we're in this pandemic because uh, it's challenging for your lungs. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. So tinctures and edibles it. and all the other stuff, um, yeah. or or you know, get get the kind of uh, vapor like a pack where you can put flour in there. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I would consider that. But, you know, the edibles, I just become too ravenous with the eating. No, I can't, <laughs> no seriously, I can't, I can't stop. Yeah, and I, something, like, in my head shuts off. And, you know, yeah, nothing is yeah. safe in my house. <laughs> All right. I know the feeling. The yeah, edible thing so is, like, not, the edibles, not everybody's used to the edibles, but, you know, we're inside. We're all learning how to new skills, so this could be right. something that um, – All right. So, Kathy, this volcano. Was, Oh, that's a good idea. Yes, I know. Yeah. Get a nice big volcano. Get the extra large bags. I Except I got to say, every, every time something gets delivered to my house, we, my you know, we treat it like it's like nuclear waste. So you have gloves on. Right. We pick it up. We spray it with Lysol. So oh, wow. I'm afraid to get stuff delivered. No, I know. I, I know. And people are still getting takeout with food, which I don't understand. You know, with the touching and the, I don't know. No, whatever. Whatever. Who knows? Whatever. Who knows? Do, we'll it, later. Do it. Go to takeout. Support local. Okay, so Kathy, this is awesome. Um, any last words of wisdom from your your perch in Vermont? What's going on? What, how you want to reach out to people? What you want to tell them while you're up there? Well, you know, certainly people can contact me if they've got any questions about anything. Kathy with a K and a Y at HeddyVermont.com. But I would also say just have faith that we will get through this mm -hmm. and that it's an 
it's, it's worth taking the opportunity to reimagine the kind of world that we would really like to live in and what we're trying to create. And we all have the capacity to not only do that visioning work, but then step up and do the actual hard hands labor of making it happen. And, and we're really all in this together for sure. And oh, Kathy, that's beautiful. And that's a good model. That's such a, okay, that's very positive. So we're going to end our show now. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is my first podcast that I've done virtually. I've done a lot of different ways over the past, whatever, year and a half, but this is new. So I'm excited. Like thank it. you for bringing our like inaugural guest, Kathy. It was my pleasure. Yeah, All right. So for my guest, Kathy Bloom of Petty Vermont, I just want to plug that Women in Cannabis Summit one more time. Please join us. I think it's going to be a very um, collaborative, empowering event. My Canada sister, Amy Searles, I want to thank Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Kinemom theme music. Our new podcast partner, Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Check out all their other podcasts. Our business team, Kelly Dolan and Laurie Lennon. And just on board, people, Cannabis Creative Group, who is helping us with the Add a Bong from Mom campaign. I want to thank my attorney, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Kinemom show during these trying times where we are talking about integrating cannabis into our lives, changing the narrative around cannabis and caregiving and empowering women-centric cannabis businesses, one cannabis story at a time. And please follow us on Instagram at The Cannamom Show, and we're on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcasts. We're everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. With you. So I'm Joyce Skerber. <laughs> that was Amy's Searles, and this is The Cannamom Show, a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.